This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me and being part of this community and this team uh, that makes my life that much more enriched. Uh, I hope you've had a fantastic week, of course, and that your first day of the weekend was a good one. We had plenty of FA Cup action. I decided to go and watch Gillingham be utterly dreadful um, at Priestfield yesterday and lose 4-0 uh, against Sheffield United. Uh, it was not a good game, um, but we're going to talk through the rest of the FA Cup results from yesterday uh, in a little second. But I hope that you've had uh, a better Saturday than certainly my very, uh, what's the word, dedicated Gillingham supporting friends did, uh, and my dad as well, not in a good place after yesterday's result. Uh, you know, as a lower league side, you don't have too many expectations, but you do expect a bit of a fight, and that that wasn't there at all. Uh, Matt, good morning to you, to old Dave. Good morning to Damien and Blackshaw. We've got uh, Harvey, Matt G, Amira. We've got uh, Arasilki, Stevie, Kaiser, Martin, Rich, Mabarek. Uh, we've got Peter, uh, we've got Babatundi, Maximius, Temi, Wesley, Guna76, Jimbo, Reggie, and plenty more of you guys and girls as well. Thank you, as always, uh, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, I hope you've had a good start to your weekends. Uh, we'll crack on immediately with today's stories, which are, of course, the FA Cup results from yesterday, just to run you through those. Probably the story of the weekend, Maidstone United. Again, another place just a stone's throw away from me. I can be in Maidstone in about 10, 15 minutes, if that. Um, beating Stevenage to get into the fourth round of the FA Cup. Massive achievement. Congratulations to them. Uh, you've got Coventry winning 6-2 against Oxford United. Leicester beating Millwall 3-2. Ipswich beating Wimbledon 3-1. Newcastle winning the Tyneweir Derby 3-0 at Sunderland. Uh, Daniel Ballard having a particularly torrid time with penalties, known goals, etc. Um, Watford beat Chesterfield 2-1. Uh, Sheffield United beat Gillingham, as I say, 4-0. Stoke City losing 4-2 against Brighton. Blackburn Rovers winning 5-2 against Cambridge United. Newport County drawing one with Eastleigh. A rare replay needed there, um, which will take place in the next couple of weeks. Norwich, Bristol Rovers also drawing 1-1. QPR were 2-0 up, I believe, against Bournemouth before they recovered and won 3-2 in that game. Plymouth Argyle beating Sutton 3-1. Southampton winning 4-0 against Walsall. Hull City and Birmingham City drawing 1-1. Sheffield Wednesday winning 4-0 against Cardiff City. Chelsea won the late game 4-0 against Preston. And Charlie Patino scored in a 2-0 win for Swansea over 
Morecambe. There are, of course, more games in the Cup to take place today. You've got West Ham against Bristol City, Nottingham Forest against Blackpool, Luton against Bolton, Peterborough against Leeds, Shrewsbury against Wrexham, West Brom against Aldershot Town, Manchester City take on Huddersfield, Wigan Athletic take on Man United tomorrow, but tonight Arsenal, of course, take on Liverpool in a very, very interesting game, which we're going to discuss with, sadly, it seems, some frustrating news for Arsenal this morning, which we're going to talk about now. Um, There are rumours and suggestions that Gabriel Jesus may indeed have an injury. I cannot confirm this to you, um, but there are some significant injuries going around that, that, that this could be the case. So I'm not sitting here and saying... He is 100% injured because I don't know the details, but there are some rumours circulating that Gabriel Jesus may have picked up another injury. He was not in any of the training images that we saw um, on the Arsenal website yesterday. Um, And uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, first of all, if indeed he is part of the squad. Um, And secondly, of course, if there is a potential injury, how serious that injury is. What I want to stress is for those that then go, well, we've got to sign a striker. Look, hey, I agree with you. I'd I'd love to be able to go into the market and sign a striker, but injuries don't change your situation with profit and sustainability. So Arsenal, for for what, from my understanding, would be would still need to create some capital through a sale potentially um, before considering being able to bring in another centre forward during this window. Now, there are strikers out there that aren't exactly too expensive. We've just seen Timo Werner, who I wouldn't have personally signed, um, join Spurs on loan until the end of the season with an option for them to buy Werner from Leipzig, where he was not getting many starts or many opportunities to play at all. Um, They've brought in some cover in their centre forward and of course their wide positions as well with Werner but we've discussed the fact that um, you know Paolo Dybala has got a very cheap buyout clause um, Sehu Garassi has got a cheap buyout clause if Arsenal can raise any money it might be worth if Gabriel Jesus's injury is serious we don't know how serious it is it could be days it could be weeks it could be months it could not even be real we don't know the details yet until we hear confirmation from the club a little bit later on today. However, rather interestingly, Mika Bireth, who is currently still at this moment in time on loan at Motherwell, Arsenal youth striker. Um, he is 20 years of age, so he's not like young, young, young. Um, I don't even know what young, young, young would, would be. 16, I guess, Miles Lewis Skelly when he was, or right near when he was making his debut in the Premier League, I guess, for Arsenal. But um, he's currently on loan at Motherwell. That hasn't changed. However, as you can see from the image on your screen, he was spotted in Arsenal training. Now, there is a winter break at the moment for Scottish clubs, so he may just be returning to Arsenal to train with the club. I'm not aware if there is a recall clause in that loan deal. It wouldn't surprise me if there was one in his loan deal. Typically with the youth players, you tend to see um, these kind of recall clauses insert into, inserted into their contract so the Arsenal can be kind of in control of those loans if they're not getting enough minutes. Now, he suffered a knee injury at the start of the season. Um, he played a game, came off the bench, got a goal, got an assist and a 2-1 win over Hibs and then got a knee injury, um, which was obviously very, very frustrating um for him and uh then he missed the subsequent one two three four five six 
league games. He then came back from that knee injury, got a goal and an assist in his first game back in a 15-minute cameo. He then played the next game, got a goal. Um, he started the next game, didn't score in a 1-0 defeat to Kilmarnock, but then he played the next game and started against St. Johnston and scored in a 2-2 draw. He, didn't, he started the next two games. In fact, he started every game since that point. And he scored three goals since then um, and got three more assists. I mean, he's got six goals, five assists in 14 games. From other words. So he's doing well, um, actually. But it is a very, very different level to the Premier League. Um, that said, we signed, obviously, Kieran Tierney from Celtic. But that is kind of a different situation um, because you've got a team there that are playing European football in Celtic and typically tend to dominate the league. That said, he did start Motherwell's game against Celtic in which they drew 1-1. They lost 2-0 to Rangers in the other, of course, big game in Scotland. But uh, if Arsenal haven't got the money to be able to do any business in this window to bring in a centre-forward, it'll be interesting to see if they recall Mika Biereth if, and it is a big if, um, Gabriel Jesus' injury, if indeed it exists, is a serious one. Of course, Eddie Nketiah's future may also be affected by this. Arsenal may even be more resistant than they were to the idea of selling Eddie Nketiah, but there is a price tag, according to uh, AJ Woods, Alex Woods from The Express and The Daily Star, talking specifically about a £30 million price tag. This is a lot lower than potential suggestions we saw earlier in the window or a little bit later in December, that it was £50 million. If Crystal Palace stump up £30 million, I personally would be very open to that and then reinvesting that money into another centre-forward, um, depending on who that, of course, could be. But uh, yeah, really, really disappointing news if this does turn out to be true that that Gary Jesus may not be with the squad for a indescribable uh, at the moment because we don't know amount of time. Right, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. Um, first of all, my voice is a little bit raspy. I don't know if you've been able to pick that up. Sorry if it's been a little bit monotone throughout this show. Um I don't know why. It just is. Um, not got the best of throats this morning. So, yeah, apologies if my voice is a little bit dull, uh, duller than it usually is. Um, Jerome says, always listening to the podcast. First time actually watching. Love the show. Um, I had someone speak to me the other day saying they always listen on Spotify and they watch one show on YouTube and they absolutely had, they would not have guessed the face to the voice is what they would have said. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not i'm going to take it as one because i'm a positive person <laughs> but uh thank you jerome for jumping over to youtube and uh and yeah watching us live that's very kind of you indeed also someone else asked me if it's better for me i assume financially to watch on youtube or on spotify it doesn't make a difference to me I i'd rather you watched on the platform that you are most comfortable watching if you can't stand to look at this face or maybe as a priority, can't see a screen because you're running or driving or whatever, 
go for Spotify. If you like getting involved in the chat box and joining us live or in the comments section, then YouTube is probably for you. But just do what you want to do. Um, it doesn't matter what is best for me. Uh, Chris says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, can see it now in 2024. Arsenal finally signed Wenger target Benzema and Dybala. Next, Zlatan, getting him out of retirement and maybe bringing Bentner back to the club. Yes, Chris, you can uh, <laughs> absolutely see that happening one day, the way things are going right now, can't you? Uh, Jonah says, can Eddie do what he did last year when Jesus was injured? Of course, this is a very similar time period um, to when Jesus was last out after that Winter World Cup. I doubt it. I wouldn't be starting Nketiah at centre-forward. I'm starting Havertz today up top. I'd love to see... Kai Havertz given an opportunity to play centre forward. I'd love to see him given that chance to play there. I'd play Smithrow on the left. I'd play Havertz up top. Saka on the right. You can go and watch our preview show. This is where I talked through my lineup and the lineups of our guests as well. So, yeah, if it was me, I'd go Havertz up top today. I'd love to see that. Um, Peter says, I've seen people suggesting that Ramsdale, Chelsea, Man United, or Newcastle, would you sell? And how much would you sell for? It would have to be at least £40 million for me because we spent about 30 And I think after two seasons, his value has increased, even though he's not been playing. I'd expect from Chelsea in particular more than that. So I'd be asking for about £50 million rather than £40 million um, for Ramsdale, if that was the case. But uh, Manu or Newcastle, at least 40 But Chelsea, probably 50 or higher. Uh, Steve says, Jean, no, because they have treble winner Rodri. And I assume this is in response to a comment by Jean. Let me see if I can find it. Could Man City's bid on Rice have been just in case of a tactical work to push Arsenal to pay more um, and get close to that fair play limit? No, I don't think so. I think their interest was very much genuine. They really did want him. They just weren't willing to go as high as what Arsenal were willing to go in the market as well. Uh, TGR says, does uh, Michael Elise count as homegrown? He's one of our own former Arsenal youth players. Yes, so the rules state that even though, of course, he's a French youth international, um, if you've been in England between the age, for at least three years before your 21st birthday, you are homegrown. So yeah, uh, Michael Elise is indeed um, a homegrown player, so would count towards that in Arsenal and Sunday. There's a release clause that activates in the summer, I think. It's about £40, £50 million. Pounds. So, yeah. Uh, the Global House says, hey, Tom, will there be TGT merch at the live event on the 22nd of February? I don't think so. I'm really sorry that's not the case. There is going to be a couple of cool things that I'm hoping to do a shirt giveaway, courtesy of our good friend Mark, um, as well, who runs a Arsenal shirt shop. Um, hopefully, we're going to be doing a giveaway for that. Uh, Ruth Beck, who does some fantastic art and pins and things like that, hopefully, we're going to do some giveaways, and she's going to be selling some of her merch as well um, at the event, too. So there's going to be some stuff you can get your hands on at the event, hopefully, too. So, uh, yes, we're going to try and raise some money for for Gunas versus Cancer. Um, so I look forward to uh, to doing some of that. That should be fun. Um, let's go to Hugh says, first time live at the airport and hoping for an Arsenal win. <laughs> yes, indeed. Safe flight, mate. Uh, Katana says, agree. Havertz up top, Smithrow in the left eight position. So I'd rather Smithrow on the left. Um, and uh, I'd probably go with Jorginho and Rice in the midfield. Uh, Bulgarian Gunnar says, Eddie always steps up when people start writing him off, so let's calm down. I mean, he does tend to do that, but we hope that he does it again, and we are expecting it to happen again. Uh, Joel says, Eddie will step up. He's a baller, and Arteta wants him for a reason. Mark my words, if he stays in three seasons, he'll be one of the best strikers in the Prem. Wow. That is a hell of a claim, Joe, and I respect it. I really do respect it. 
Um, Adam says, why not buy Giroud? Far better than the entire forwards that we have right now. <laughs> Going back to Giroud. Imagine that. Uh, Josh says, Tom, we've been linked with strikers and fullback. Any chance Arsenal will bring in wingers like an inverted winger in January or the summer? In the summer, I think there's a really good chance that we do, jo uh, Josh, to be honest. But I don't expect that to happen in January. Uh, Pablo says, who's your favourite player who isn't an Arsenal player? It can't be Zoboslai anymore because he went to Liverpool. Um, it could be. It probably is outside of Arsenal in the Prem, my favourite player. Um, but uh, outside of England, ooh, that's hard. I, I've really, I've, obviously, since starting a role where I covered just Arsenal, my watching of other leagues has diminished significantly. I'm trying to think if there's anyone. That I really do like. I guess Yusuf Fafana, probably at the moment, is is up there. Um, Danny Olmo says, Jimbo, I do love Danny Olmo. He's a great player. Um, I love his his pathway into um, through European football. Like you know, I think he was a Barcelona Youth Academy product. I think. Let me double check that. Um, and then went to Croatia. Uh, yes, he was at Barcelona. Um, and then went to Croatia to play for Dinamo Zagreb, but now at Leipzig, of course. So he's never played senior football in, in Spain. Um, but he's a Spanish international, of course. Uh, Diallo, thank you so much for the kind donation. Um, hi, Tom. Hope you're well. When is the next call-in show? I have a lot off my... I need to get off my chest regarding some of the nonsensical takes on Arteta. I can't believe it. Um, probably next week. Uh, we'll probably be doing a phone-in show next week. So, yeah, do keep your eyes peeled for that one um 95 did it again says gg we would have to pay 20 to 30 million more to get a top striker now compared to what we would have to pay in the summer that's in response to a comment from gg which i am struggling to now find uh but the essence of the comment is correct you do tend to have to spend more in january on a center forward than you do anywhere else but um also there are less players available in the january window than there are other times during the season so that's also worth thinking about um greg says um was it greg no sorry it's franklin says do we have three seasons to wait for inketa to become one of the best an immature reviewer says i agree that eddie will be one of the best strikers in three years time uh, it's a real split greg says inketa is championship standard and always will be that's a lot of horse you know what uh, he is a Premier League level striker. That's why he scores goals when he starts for Arsenal at a decent level. You know, his goals, his non-penalty goals per starts is a, is a really good record for Arsenal and up there with some of the best strikers in the league, like Tony, as I mentioned. But um, for me, he is a, a mid, I'd say mid Premier League to to mid to bottom Premier League striker. But to say his championship is is rubbish. Um, JJ says Arsenal not getting a striker could cost them in the Champions League if Jesus injured. And again you're technically right. You know, I think not getting a striker could cost us, but the thing is, is that we, we can't, you know, it's, it, well, not that we can't, but it's very difficult for us to get a striker that would make a significant impact in this window. It's very difficult for us to do that. Uh, Oki says, Tom, do you have some, any unique targets for Arsenal to look at? If we do indeed need a striker now, in my opinion, without overreacting, if Jesus is out again, we should be considering, a move on him. Who? Um, I, I don't know. You'll have to leave it, Oki, in a, in a separate comment. Let me know who that if is. In terms of a unique option, I mean, the two I mentioned earlier, Grassi and Dybala have 
achievable buyout clauses in their contracts at Roma and at Stuttgart, respectively. So, oh, I see what you mean, I'll keep Moving on from Jesus, if indeed this is a problem. Look, I have absolutely no problem with trying to upgrade on a starting player. If you can upgrade on a starting player at your club, go and do it. You know, absolutely go and do it. But it's just very difficult because Jesus is very good at what he does, and he does more than what a typical centre-forward does, and that's what Arteta wants from a centre-forward. Dybala, I think, is an interesting player because what Dybala, his age profile is is terrible. You know, he's 30 years of age, but on an 18-month contract, and we could see if he'd be interested in, you know, making a switch. He's got four goals and six assists in 12 games. That's 10 goal contributions in 12 matches. Really good. Um, but do we have the capacity to... To get him, he's also been suffering with with injuries this season, um, so that could also prevent us from from signing him as well. So that's that's another problem. But on an eighteen month deal, is it better than no one? Maybe I think Jorginho's was, and I'm glad that we did that Jorginho deal when we did. But it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's really hard to see the justification bringing in a, a 30-year-old, but if Jesus' injury, if it does exist, is bad, then that's what we've got to consider. Um, Oki says he's a brilliant player, but his injury record is becoming a bigger issue than his goal scoring. Uh, Rob says, you often say that we don't have the financial ability to buy. Um, yes, so I, I do like to clarify these things. Arsenal have the financial ability to buy very good players. What Arsenal don't have is the financial freedom that's what we're really talking about. So we need to be important about the words we use. So it's the financial freedom to buy without selling. Uh, Rob continues, but then yesterday you said that you don't know what our financial situation is. Can you find out the details? So I said yesterday that I don't know the intricacies in terms of how much we could freely spend. So that's what I'm not aware of. What I am aware of is the fact that we are working under restrictions that stop us from signing a significant, is what I'm told, um, we, we, you know, we're about hamstrung in a significant investment without selling. I can't find out the, the finer details because the club do not reveal those finer details of our financial freedom. They would not want any clubs to know how free we are to try and sign players because that specific situation would not allow us to um, be effective in a negotiation. So there you go. Um Josh has woken up the wrong side of the bed and said, get a grip, mate. <laughs> oh, I think that's in response to someone else, actually. Uh, it says, imagine being a United fan. Is someone a United fan in the chat? Um, let's see. Can I find a United fan? Um, Luke Shaw has joined us. I'm assuming that's a... I do find it a bit odd when people make their avatars and their entire name on Twitter and social media a footballer, but there you go. Uh, Luke Shaw has joined us to say, are you going to beat Liverpool today with your quality but weak team? Yes or no? Weak team. Imagine having the front as a United fan to imagine. <laughs> like imagine, imagine being a United fan and trying to throw shade at anyone. Your, your club is a joke. Like it's it's such a joke at this stage. What United are? Exodus says Tom. Speaking of financial freedom, couldn't Arsenal pull the old Todd Bowley trick of putting potential new players on eight to ten year contracts and circumvent any FFP set of rules? No. The reason why they can't do that is because there is a brand new rule in place which means that you cannot spread the cost of a deal over a contract longer than five years so you could sign a player to an eight or ten year contract if you wanted to 
I don't know why you would want to, but if you wanted to, you could. But the price tag would only be spread and amortized across the first five years of that deal. So, no. Sadly, we can't do what Chelsea did before and do eight-year contracts and spread it across those eight years because there's a new rule in place saying you can't do it. So, no. Sadly, that does not save us um, if we wanted to to try and do that. Um Chris says, uh, Tom, if we go out to Liverpool and then go to Porto, also we've got West Ham and Palace come, and Everton coming up. Everton's last game of the season, so we haven't got Everton coming up. Um, but which we do have Palace and uh, Forest coming up. Uh, which anything could happen. There will Arteta have to go. He gets too much love by the fans. I, 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 Chris, I always struggle to get into your headspace. I don't know. I don't know how. You can be in the headspace to be always thinking about what needs to happen for our manager to be sacked. I find it slightly, with the respect, I find it slightly odd. I don't get it. I really don't understand why you get in the headspace of headspace of if he does this and doesn't lose this and wins this or loses this, then he then surely he has to go. My headspace is win the next game, win the next game after that, keep winning, and it's it's not a case if he gets too much love by the fans. He has my every time he steps into the field as Arsenal's manager. He has my undivided support, no doubt, in those 90 minutes. Outside of those games, we can have conversations about the coach. Is he doing a good enough job? Is it better that we have another coach in charge later on down the line? And the answer to that question at the moment is no, right now. It's not. I just can't get my head into that same space of always thinking about when Arteta has to go. I just, I can't. It's a really strange headspace that I just can't get myself into. Um... Jimbo said, I disagree. Who do you replace Arteta with for the Premier League quality? And that's the question. So there you go. Oh, Luke Shaw's still getting a little bit angry in the chat here. None of you here can say, yes, Arsenal will beat Liverpool today. But you'd show that you'd insult your players when they lose. Fake fans. <laughs> Surely there's some United channels going on at 8am in the morning. Surely you can't be obsessed in your life so much that you have to join an Arsenal one. I'm not even going to block him yet because he's quite entertaining. MM says, Valentin Barco, why aren't we in for him? So much potential in South American markets and flexible deals. I don't know enough MM about him um, to know why we're not in for him. Um, you you will know more than me, uh, if indeed that is the case. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, with the injuries piling up, ex- especially in defence and white hobbling at the moment, um, we have to reinforce somehow or I fear that it will jeopardise our season. No, I agree. We We have to. We have to reinforce this window. How we reinforce this window is the other question. It really, really is. It really, really is. Uh, Rob says, totally agree, Tom. Who had been a better manager since peak Wenger than Arteta? And the answer is obviously no one. Arteta has far outranked what Unai Emery did at Arsenal. Of course, he won a trophy. I really do find it funny when you get the Arteta critics coming out and, and using Unai Emery as some kind of stick to beat Arteta with, despite the evidence being that he threw away Champions League qualification to chase a Europa League final that was the worst final performance I have ever seen from any Arsenal team in a cup final. Worse than the League Cup against Man City with Wenger. Worse than, you know, the Galatasaray's and the, the you know, the, the, those those periods where we just couldn't, we couldn't pick up those European trophies. Like, it was one of the worst, if not the worst, final performance in my lifetime. Um, that's for sure. And, and people still defend Unai Emery. Like, he didn't get the backing. He didn't get the players he wanted. He's still got lots of players. And it was, and and ultimately we went backwards, and the dressing room was fractured, and he couldn't recover it. 
So there you go. Uh, Luke says, uh, both our teams, Man United and Arsenal, mine more so, are not good enough to win the league this year. Just pointing that out, that some Arsenal fans are deluded in thinking they'd win the league when they drop silly points. The problem that I have, and I appreciate the comment earlier on saying that you like the channel and whatever. The issue that I have is that you enter a chat box as a rival fan and then start trying to wind up other Arsenal fans. We have a lot of fans that listen into the show that are fans of other teams. You've got a number of Liverpool fans that tune in. I know there's Fulham fans, West Ham fans. I think there's a couple of Chelsea. I think there's even a Spurs fan that listens to the channel um, amongst the thousands of Arsenal fans that do. And if you come into a chat box and start trying to wind people up, like, I don't know what you expect. I don't mind you saying that you don't think Arsenal are good enough to win the league. That's absolutely fine. But I do think there is some perspective to be had about the fact that if you're a Manchester United fan with your club being where it is as a team, trying to come into an Arsenal conversation and rile up other fans, you have to understand that that looks pretty desperate. That's that's all I would say about that. Um, Jorgen says, Tom, how can we say that Eddie is good enough when he is backing up Jesus? And many have said that Jesus is not good enough. Um Jorgen, I don't know who is saying that Eddie and Ketia is good enough for... Well, I mean, there are some people saying, of course, they think that in three years' time that he'll be one of the better strikers in the league. So I guess it's a potential thing, is their argument, that, you know, in the future, Eddie will be good enough. But it's right now. Um, so that's that's the issue. Uh, immature reviewer says, why can't Arsenal win the league? We came second last season after coming fifth, and we have a good chance. And if we don't believe, what's the point? And this is where I sit. I would ask the question, why can't we win the league? But I'd also be very grounded to say that I'm not suggesting Arsenal will win the league. I think there's a very big difference between those two things. Saying Arsenal will win the league and Arsenal can win the league are very different. I think Arsenal can win the league, but I don't think we will. That's that's where my head's at. I thought that at the start of the season. I thought that last season. Well, actually, I didn't even think it last season at the start. I thought it may be halfway through. I always thought Man City would come good. And I think this season we are sadly too unlucky with the injuries that we've faced. I had an Arsenal fan trying to tell me that Spurs have not been unlucky have not been lucky this season because of the injuries that they've suffered compared to us. I'm sorry, but White has been playing with an injury throughout the majority of this season and has to keep playing, even though they would try if they could to find a way of of you know dealing with that. We lost Yuri and Timber for the whole campaign. We've lost Partey for basically the whole season. Zinchenko has missed games this season. Tomiyasu has been missing for weeks. Declan Rice came off in that game at halftime against Spurs in a massive game for us that had he been on the pitch in the second half, I have no doubt we would have won that game. We've lost Jorginho at separate points because of minor injuries as well. Smith Rowe has been missing for a massive chunk of this season. Vieira has now been missing for a massive chunk of this season. We missed Saka during the game against Manchester City and still won that game. Gabriel Martinelli and Trossard have missed game this season. And, and for significant extended periods as well, by the way. People forget about the Martinelli and Trossard absence that we had, but we did. And Ketia has missed games because of knee and ankle injuries this season. And Jesus has obviously been missing for key parts of this season as well. I'm probably forgetting someone else as well that's just also been out. Um, we have had significant injuries, you know, and, and that is, is, it's not an excuse. It's just a reality. That is the reality that we've dealt with. And we don't have the depth yet, the depth of quality that City do. And until we do get that depth, injuries are going to hurt us more than they hurt them. Um, so, yeah, I find it mad when people try not to, 
to take into context the factors that we've played under. Um, Jimbo says, early to say, but who do you think will be promoted from the championship next season? Shall we have a quick look at the championship table? Uh, Leicester, obviously. And then you've got Ipswich, Southampton, Leeds, West Brom. It does seem like Ipswich and Southampton. Ipswich is an amazing story. Going down to League One, looking like they are in the mire and coming back. And like you look at their team, it's not even like, it's it's just a team. It's a team of, it's not when you look at teams you like, it's a team of individuals, you know, and stars. They've made some really smart business, Ipswich, but still that team is uh, very impressive. Very, 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 very impressive indeed. So, yeah, I hope Ipswich go up. That'd be great um, to see them go. Uh, 95 did it again, says Tom Winch centre forward would come in and give us the push to win a title who's not priced at world-class levels like Aussie men. Again, very hard. Very hard. Because you don't know how someone... You could say Garassi, you'd say 15 million quid. He scored 17 odd goals in the Bundesliga. Go and get him. He could be the difference. But you don't know if he's going to be able to translate that you know, the, the form from the Bundesliga to Arsenal in the Premier League. You don't know if he's going to be able to do that. It could be a one and done. It's a huge risk. And then you filled a space in the squad of a 27-year-old striker. So you then don't go and get a striker in the summer. It's so hard. It's so hard to be able to do that. Uh, Jonas says, have you ever been to Portman Road? No. Nope. One of those stadiums that I still need to go to. Anyway, I think we're going to end the show there. I can feel my voice is starting to really struggle now and I've got to get ready to be going to the Emirates. I'll be there to watch Arsenal against Liverpool in the FA Cup. We'll, of course, be live tomorrow morning at 8am to break down today's game against the Reds. Let's keep those fingers crossed. If you want to hear more of my thoughts about Arsenal against Liverpool, then please, please, please do go catch up on our preview show from a couple of days ago where we looked ahead to this game. I didn't start Gabriel Jesus in my team, so we've got a very reflective lineup of what I think could and should be the team today. Thank you for listening. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.